into overthinking it where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve into our recap of Community Season 5, Episode 3, Basic Intergluteal Numismatics. Subjecting uh, butts to a level of scrutiny they <laughs> definitely do deserve. <laughs> Speaking of butts... Uh, Butt stuff. <laughs> Speaking of butt stuff, all sorts... <laughs> And speaking of those rap guys' girlfriends, have you seen the uh, the oral history of uh, <laughs> and not not anal history, but oral history uh, of uh, uh, Sir Mixalot's baby got back? That is, I have not. No, this is a vulture thing. Yeah, that's what just on yeah, just go uh, go Google for uh, vulture oral history of uh, <laughs> anal history. <laughs> oral uh, baby got back. I'm Matt Rather. That's Mark Lee. Hi, Mark. Hey, hey, hey. We are back for another uh, for another community recap, and in this episode, uh, the ass crack bandit that Annie campaigned against uh, in her season two bid for student council uh, is is back and is terrorizing people in a uh, in an episode that's a parody of um, a lot of things, including the film Zodiac and a whole genre of of sort of moody crime procedurals, uh, some of which we want to catalog, um, to catalog tonight. Uh, I, uh, I liked this episode. I didn't like it as much as the law and order episode because the law and order episode had Michael Williams saying a man's got to have a code, you know, and that's, <laughs> that, that uh, is the unsurpassed and unsurpassable. <laughs> is it not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you think of the episode, Mark? Um, I, I liked it overall. It's, the community is, uh, you know, still on a on a good winning streak. Uh, of course, you know, head and shoulders above the stuff that was coming out in season four. Um, the the ending felt uh, a little rushed, especially with like throwing in the death of Pierce at the end, kind of out of nowhere. Um, we should come back to that in a second, but um, that had me disoriented there for a moment. But overall, I liked it. Yeah, a lot of fun. I wonder if, I mean, I'm sure the internet knows because the internet knows everything and the internet is nothing except a bunch of fans of things like one-upping one another with, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes details of how their favorite entertainments are created um, and thus robbing said entertainments of their, you know, magic and power to enchant. But uh, I, I wonder if that video of Chevy Chase from last week's... Uh, last week's communities. I wonder if that wasn't like shot at another time. I mean, I don't know if he came, I don't know if he came back, but you know, as, as we've learned from Starburns being dead on community is no, uh, is, you know, no impediment to, <laughs> to returning. Yeah. He's, he's back. A lot of things came back in this episode, not just Starburns. Um, uh, Professor Ian Duncan, John Oliver's character came back, not from the dead, but you know, return after a long absence, Shirley's sandwiches came back as well. Um, the I thought man. Shirley's sandwiches had gone out of business. I thought that that was really no longer a factor because we weren't interested in those. Uh, we weren't interested in in those anymore. So I liked uh, I liked the use of Radiohead in the first, uh, you know, of the two the two kids singing "Creep." <laughs> that was that was a nice touch. I mean, like. Is that a reference to something? I mean, should we just assume that everything that we're seeing is in reference to something? Uh, the only thing that comes to mind is, um, of all things, the trailer for The Social Network, the, um, the, the Facebook movie that came out a few years ago. Yeah, use that, use that song in, with that. I, oh, I forget who did that. Um, 
who did the particular cover in question there. But like, yeah, it's funny. There are a lot of sort of twee covers of, of creep, uh, falsetto covers of creep on, um, on YouTube that you can, uh, that you can hear. So, I mean, as, as crack bandit is, is that a thing? Like, it seems to me the community sort of roots its, uh, roots its plots in, in something real, even though it sort of takes off into fantastical territory a lot of the time. And, you know, case in point, I'm probably going to be comparing it a lot to the law and order episode. Like it's about growing a yam in a jar in biology class, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, But not everything has to be a thing. Right. I mean, just like, you know, I I was Googling ass crack bandit before this. Uh, How many times has that sentence been said in the English language? Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's how I, I, I was reminded that, you know, I came from season two. But, uh, you know, nothing else I saw said that, you know, indicated that Ask Crack Bandit was a thing outside of community. So I'm going to go with probably probably not. Right. So, I, I mean, I, I sort of have to wonder politically about this a little bit. Right. Because the 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 kinds of TV shows that this is parodying make a make a meal out of out of depicting in as lurid a fashion as television you know as like 10 p.m network television will allow um the most brutal kinds of sexual assaults and the the you know um and the uh the violence is fetishized in in gory detail and this yeah. this falls under what i have elsewhere called the 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 donkey effing conundrum uh which is better known as ye oldie puritan dodge right um yeah. which is that you're not which is that you know we're going to talk about how awful these sorts of crimes um are in order that we might voyeuristically indulge in uh you know voyeuristically indulge in them or sort of in fantasy like indulge in perpetrating them because we're all like straight-laced puritans and would never do anything bad and so we have you know terrible nightmares where we are serial killers and things like this so in other words like rape victim is to law and order svu as ask Craig bandit victim is to community Right. And I wonder if that's politically not the greatest thing in the world, right? Because it's kind of trivializing, though, though, I suppose not. I, I suppose what what's being trivialized, right? I don't think actual crimes out in the world. I think the uh, the lazy, the knee jerk kind of lazy uh, reflex, right? Crime procedural writing reflex to sort of going to ever more lurid. Yeah. Um, and and ever more violent uh, kinds of depictions in in the, uh, you know, in the TV yeah. show. Let me, let me uh, reference the TV series Bones. I don't know, Matt, have you ever watched any episodes of this? No, but I gather oh. there's one on pause in the room next to you. Yeah, exactly. My wife has been mainlining Bones over the last few weeks, and I've just sort of, you know, caught bits and pieces of episodes uh, as she's uh, gone on her incredible journey of um of decose corpses. That's what the show is about. The formula for this show is that um, they stumble across a horribly decomposed body, and then the protagonist of the show, because she is an incredible, incredible forensic anthropologist, like you know, uh, examines the corpse in detail and figures out what happened to the body, and then uses that information to solve the crime. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying in terms of that uh, that 
that you, you there's the, the cynical way to look at that show is say like this is lazy formulaic writing which is just grabbing for the um you know the most depraved thing they can depict on television and um you know if, if you're not a fan of that sort of thing you're not a fan of that sort of thing and this sort of parody uh that you see in community will ring true for you and that mostly applies to me i mean like you know i'm not going to uh, criticize my wife's uh choice of television shows because she's in the next room over there and i think she's great hi honey i love you um but i don't know matt what do you think do you do you get enjoyment from do you watch any of those procedural shows do you no, like them I at don't. any level you know i don't anymore i i used to and i'm going to make a confession here I watched Criminal Minds fully three episodes after Mandy Patinkin left that show. I uh, I was watching mostly for Mandy Patinkin, who I will watch do anything. But uh, yeah, it it just got it sort of got beyond. And actually, like Mandy Patinkin's departure from Criminal Minds, which is you know one of the like is notoriously lurid, um, was uh, uh, he was. Um, he was quoted as saying, I didn't know they would be doing these things to these girls every week. And it was just so traumatic. And I thought that was stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a little disingenuous. I thought, right. Like, um, I don't know. I, I, maybe he didn't know what he was getting into. I don't know. Maybe we should give Mandy Patinkin the, the, the benefit of the doubt because he is a God who walks among mortals. But, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've seen this. No, I, I, I kind of topped out at at Vanilla Law and Order, where murder was the lurid thing. And by the way, yeah, it wasn't depicted. Right? What what was depicted was a corpse on the street, right, leaving you to sort of fill in fill in the details, um, leaving you to fill in the details yourself. Uh, so another one of the tropes of these shows is the is the sort of swoopy camera around the, as Abed says, mildly autistic detective. <laughs> um, so much pain, so much painfully bad writing. Uh, giving Danny Pudi another opportunity to do like a great a great comedy bit, like he did last week with. Uh, with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, 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 a subtle one, but an effective one uh, at that. Um, yeah, not. It's not. I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. Rawr, rawr. I'm a cat. It's a no, visual actually, music. actually, the, the more impressive uh, bit of acting that's taking on one of these tropes was uh, Donald Glover's performance as the horribly traumatized victim wrapped in a blanket. Right. Yeah, as a uh, as a right as a victim of of quarter violation. You know what it made? Do you remember the uh, the first time I heard the term to- coin slot? For uh, the little piece of butt crack that peeks up above, you know, low rise. Oh, that's the thing. I didn't realize that was a thing. That's a thing. I heard. I heard it on um, Saturday Night Live on the uh, the uh, the uh, a Lindsay Lohan episode of Saturday Night Live where she was the host, and she uh, uh, it was a a thing all about coin slots, and it featured a lot of shots of Lindsay Lohan's butt crack, or maybe it was a butt crack double for. Uh, for Lindsay Lohan. You didn't see a lot of actual butt crack in this, right? They got, they got, you know, you got like small of the back, but I think they got as close to butt crack as you could do on, uh, on network television. Really pushing uh, that envelope there. Yeah. Really push, <laughs> pushing yeah. the, the elastic waistband uh, of those, uh, I, of those underwears right down. By the way, we should pause for a moment. And, uh, for those of you who are watching and don't have a encyclopedic instantaneous, like, 
borderline autistic recall memory of community. Um, like, well, we've been talking about butt stuff this whole time, right? There have been constant references through uh, all um, now five seasons of community to the butt, right? I mean, like, Donald Glover in particular, right, is a fan of the butt and often references butt stuff, right? Which, I mean, that's the reason why, like, he is the most traumatized victim of this particular form of butt stuff, right? But, you know, beyond that, there's things like, you know, the e pluribus anus, the community, uh, the Greendale flag is there. Um, there's just, like, constant things. There's a, well, I think we should post along with this on the site, uh, the YouTube video that is the supercut of community butt stuff. Um will do uh yeah absolutely so butt stuff is a big um butt stuff is a, is a big theme and i i think there's something to be said for donald glover deleting all those shows from his uh dvr at was the it donald end. glover or was it abed no no it was abed sorry sorry wow. i was i was sorry i was still i was still nestled deep in donald glover's butt um <laughs> in his coin slot in his coin slot uh Right, Abed sort of de- deleting all of these all of these shows. Can we pause for a second and and say and and sort of ask what is the appeal, right, of these shows? I don't know about I don't know about the bridge. Um, there have been a couple of, uh, uh, in fact, a few that I can name of foreign produced, uh, like five or six episode miniseries where the the it's a like a crime show and a detective story um and they they very often come with like with a a pedigree like a great directorial um pedigree or uh you know major league talent talking about uh that that sort of center around solving a crime which is usually some sort of horrific act of sexual violence um the uh, the ones I'm thinking of are Top of the Lake, uh, which was, I think, shot in 2012 and played in 2013, which has Elizabeth Moss, who is Peggy from Mad Men, uh, as a detective in New Zealand. And she's doing the accent and everything in a in sort of small town uh, New Zealand. There's one called The Fall with Gillian Anderson, Scully from uh, The X-Files, who is a... Um, a detective, a uh, uh, British detective who is sent to Northern Ireland to um, uh, solve a, a series of, of uh, serial sexual assault murders. And uh, another one called Broadchurch, um, which I haven't seen, but which has David Tennant in it, and I have it, I have it queued up. Now these I, I have seen largely for their kind of star power or their pedigree, and it, because they are they are sort of prestige television. I had sort of associated The Bridge, which is one of the shows that Abed deletes from his DVR, with that with that trend, right? The Bridge, a um, a U.S. show based on a European show that's about. Uh, the U.S. version, anyway, is about uh, U.S.-Mexico relations and takes place in a border town and and deals with the the complexities of of crime solving uh, there, where you're you know you have two sort of radically incompatible jurisdictions abutting one another, <laughs> abutting uh, yeah. almost uh, like two almost like two cheeks held together with the thinnest of you know. Uh, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Yeah. If, for those of you who are listening to the audio, this you're missing uh, some incredible replication <laughs> of uh, butts on. Screen. I'm making a butt with my hands on screen. Uh, yeah. Quality television. No, but um, uh, for those who aren't familiar with the bridge, there's another really notable thing to mention about this, which is the incredibly lurid setup for the show. Right. I haven't seen this, but I, I am told that um, both the European and the American versions um, start out with a murder oh, investigation. Body. Yeah, yeah, right, that's yeah. Cool. There's, there's, uh, there are people that the cops discover a body right on the border between two different countries, and then they discover that it's actually two different bodies, um, a top half and the bottom half, uh, pushed together at the border, and that one half of it is like some sort of politician or a high member of society, and the other half of it is of a prostitute, right? Huh. Um, well, that's, I, mean, I mean, that's interesting. And listen to me say, oh, oh, that's cool. After having decried these things, I actually yeah. don't mean I don't mean to decry them. I'm you know, look, I like a good donkey effing as much as as the next guy. Um, my point is, you know, especially if if uh, if you are at all sort of moralistic, is that you want to see Titania F the donkey and you just have to come to terms with that about yourself. You just need to like accept that that's a part of you, you know, yeah, yeah. which Dan I mean, Harmon has done and now brings to us <laughs> and that turns, turns that, uh, the donkey effing desire into, uh, ass crack related humor. This is Tay. I mean, listen to Harmon town, right? Like, and, and last week I said, Oh, why does every, every, community recap devolve into a conversation about, you know, the television business and Harmontown and Sony Pictures Television and, and NBC. Been listen to me talk about Harmontown. But like this is Ass Crack Bandit is tame. Ass Crack Bandit is like, you know, sleeping beauty compared with <laughs> uh, compared with what goes on in the mind of in the mind of one uh, one Dan Harmon. So maybe I don't know, what did you think about the uh, the death of Pierce? Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about here. Um, felt, uh, it, like I said earlier, it felt kind of tacked on oddly at the end of this episode, unless there's something else about these, uh, the formula of these crime shows where this like out of nowhere death uh, sort of fits into. I don't know. Is, is there yeah, that sort it's of like the, It's like the, um, the, uh, uh, the death of Starburns in basic loop on urology. Uh, by the way, everyone remember Dick Wolf, Lupine <laughs> Urology, the, yeah. the Law yeah. and Order show. Um, you know, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's part of that formula that there is some kind of tangentially related phone call with with uh, bad news that everyone can react to at the end. That a of major the, character has died. Yeah. Yeah, I'm remembering this from Law and Order and also from the community parody. Um, but it's it's a little it's a little different. I sort of think of the death of Pierce like the death of Chef on South Park, <laughs> right? Where it where it's really more a business move, and it sort of it sort of makes it clear that we're we're sort of that this person is out of our life, right? That we're sort of yes and no, right? Now, for those who don't remember the death of Chef in South Park, they basically it's incredible. It's incredible television. They um, splice together his pre-recorded dialogue from all sorts of other different contexts um, and strung together an entire episode of him, basically where he becomes a horrible, like Darth Vader like character who does horrible, sexually depraved things to children, I think. Um, and it's very much like, you know, um, we are leaving on bad terms with this guy. Uh, let us bury him. Let us never speak of him again. Like, right. Right. Guy, right. Where I think what was weird about this was how sort of uh, sentimentally, 
his death was played, right? The characters genuinely mourn him and will miss him. It's it seems- sort of of a piece. It's sort of of a piece with the tone of the rest of the episode, which is shot in this like with this sort of blue wash over the whole thing, and you know a lot of a lot of rain. Did you notice there was a particularly neat aspect of the rain where they had water coming down and shining light through it to uh, to simulate uh, light through a rainy window? On the uh, on the waterfall, the water vending machine that had a picture of a waterfall on it, and it made the waterfall look like it was flowing. I thought it was. <laughs> I missed that. That's a nice it touch. A, it was a very neat. It was a very neat shot. A good, you know, I mean, a good way which, to. Which more kudos to them to talk about the production of the show and the business aspect of it again. Like, uh, community is on an even more shoestring budget than it was in the past, right? So to have any sort of that, you know extra planning that it takes to, to, to frame that shot and not just like rush through it, you know, kudos to them that's split to do that. So then, so then the, the Jeff Annie sexual tension here was, um, I think they were sort of lampshading it. I mean, it's been more a, uh, it's been more a, um, a running gag. Yeah. A running gag. And I, I'm glad that they, that it didn't kind of return with a vengeance last week. Cause I really think it, it, uh, I, I think it it um, reduces the range of options for Annie as a character and comedically, right? Like I, Britta, I think came into her own uh, later in season one, and especially in season two, when when um, she was not there to be the pretty love interest for Jeff, and she was yep. allowed to be weird and and eventually and, stupid. <laughs> yeah, and that character, like. Uh, oh my goodness! For someone, for someone who was sort of, it was not was not super well defined, and you were like, oh god, this is uncomfortable. Is she just eye candy? And the you anarchist, know, the anarchist thing wasn't really working. But uh, she got she got so weird and so just fantastic, uh, fantastic through being right through being weird. And so I would hate, I would hate. Uh, Annie to go down the road of of just being a love interest for Jeff. Um, they they have like uh, you know gloriously in the season three community in the the uh, season three Christmas episode the Glee episode, um, I parodied that with her her song Teach Me How to Understand Christmas, <laughs> but Buoni Hoodie Understandy Christmas, but here boop sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to sing the whole so, the whole song. I'll do I mean, that is it is it fair to say that community? One thing the community has not been able to handle well is romance, right? The uh, Jeff and Britta thing that hasn't worked out. The Jeff and anything uh, sort of came and went and didn't didn't really work out either. Um, season four, uh, the Troy and Britta thing. Um, everybody recognized that that was not going well, and thankfully the the the, the people who were running the show mercifully ended that. Um, and uh, you know what we see here, I think, in this Jeff and Annie um, thing, it's it's two things. It's the um, it, it is a reference to the will they won't they um, you know male female cop tension thing that you see in a lot of these TV crime shows, Bones included. Bones uh, but it's also it's also, I think, an acknowledgement uh, by Dan Harmon that the show is not really able to do. How can she love that guy? Isn't he a vampire? Which guy? In Bones. Is, what? Is he a vampire? 
No, this, yeah. is, this isn't a vampire. That's not a vampire show. Oh, okay. I just thought that guy was a vampire. No, he's an FBI agent. I mean, that you know, just, just just shuffle through all the different you know TV tropes. You'll get there eventually, Matt. <laughs> okay, Angel's an FBI agent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and also, I mean, so it seemed like they were sort of pointing it out. I mean, by by sort of calling out the the idea of lazy writing, like you know. Seems like they're seems like they're only using it as an opportunity to uh, you know uh, spend time with one another, right? Even the having even the killer call out how ridiculous it is mm-hmm. that the cops who are who are presumably professionals, like in a workplace doing a job, um, you know that the 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 most important thing is the sort of smoldering romantic looks and they do it. They really give it their all. I felt like Joel McHale and Alison Brie really, really kicked the ass of those. Uh... <laughs> no, I, no, I look okay, for, again, for the audio listeners, just have to understand that Matt rather and I were exchanging smoldering looks. Yes. Uh, Matt did a lot better because he's in fact a trained actor. I am a trained uh, I, I'm actor. just a dude. I'm just a dude who watches TV and then gets on his webcam and talks to another dude about watching TV. I'm just TV. a dude standing in front of another dude saying, do you like this TV show? Uh, well, maybe maybe we should leave it there. Do you have a parting thought that you would you like know, actually, to? Actually, yeah. I wanted to uh, see if we can put ourselves down on record as, uh, as our theory or our guess as to who the ass crack bandit might actually be. Oh, it's Britta. I thought that, that I thought that that was definite at the end of the. No, I don't think so. I think the the sort of the montage of of, of folks at the end of it was sort of a uh, there's an ass crack bandit in all of us uh-huh. kind of thing. Right? Le le, le ass crack bandit c'est moi. C'est moi. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that is a good that's a good note to go out on. I mean, but what well, do you? Mean? The, the ass crack bandit is, is you and me. Yeah. That's the um. That's 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 our, our prediction. No, I think we have to pin it down on an actual character. Um, I mean, like you know, uh, well, okay. So maybe something that's being referenced here is uh, uh, the, the a lot of TV shows have this long running mystery thing going on with it. Particularly a show that you might be familiar with, Matt Gossip Girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in Gossip Girl style, right, the most ridiculous. And uh, possibility boy, would be would be Jeff or Annie, right? That that would be the, the that that one of those people would be the ass crack band. Yeah, well, like, if they really like, boy, did Gossip Girl Gossip Girl that uh, <laughs> in the very last episode of Gossip Girl. But we haven't Jeff, spoiled Gossip Girl yet, have we? No, no. I mean, and, we have all but spoiled Gossip Girl. I won't. <laughs> all but. <laughs> ah, but. Ah, ah. Um. Do you do you want it? No, my my pick is Britta. I know it's obvious, but the ass crack bit Britta delete 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 ass crack bandit, uh, pretty much pretty much sealed it for me. Though it's the too uh, obvious, man. come on. I suppose. Really? Uh, Would they just give it away like that? No. I think it's Jeff. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess you know we'll wager a quarter on it. <laughs> And the loser stuffs it, and the loser drops it in the winner's coin slot. No, 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 no. <laughs> How about that? Say hello to your lovely wife for me. All right, I will, Matt. I will. And, all right, we're going to be doing more community recaps throughout the season. You can find them here, uh, and by here I mean. Uh,
as a Google Hangout, which you can watch live as a YouTube uh, video archive for posterior. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> posterity and as an audio podcast on overthinking it uh let us know in the comments below what you thought of this episode you can <laughs> <laughs> let us know just just part the folds of no um and uh you you can subscribe to this tv recaps podcast separate from other overthinking it podcast properties in uh in the show notes for this episode we'll be back next week until then you can visit us on the web at overthinkingit.com where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it It probably probably doesn't doesn't deserve. deserve but